This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Everyone seems to acknowledge that Oregon is facing a shortage of mental health professionals. But many people who are actively seeking to fill those roles are stuck in limbo. They're waiting many months to become licensed clinical social workers or clinical social work associates. The Oregon Board of Licensed Social Workers is responsible for these certifications. They say they're working to reduce the backlog and to streamline this process. For more on all of this, I'm joined now by Lou Savage, the interim director of that board. Nathan Smith joins us as well. He is a licensed clinical social worker who moved to Oregon from Indiana and waited five months for his application to be approved. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So... Lou Savage first. My guess is that a lot of our listeners have never heard of the Board of Licensed Social Workers before. What does it do? So um, the Board of Licensed Social Workers is the regulatory body for the state. Uh, It is is a board-governed agency. And there are two clinical uh, licenses that the board Uh, authorizes, uh, and um, kind of briefly talk about those, the clinical social work associate and the licensed clinical social worker are the two licenses that are uh, for clinical clinical work. The um, CSWA, um, which is the uh, clinical social work associate, that's really the first step to becoming a licensed clinical social worker. Um, These folks are graduates with a master's degree in social work, and they need uh, a certain number of hours of supervised clinical experience, uh, hours of direct client uh, service, and uh, hours of supervision as well. Um, They um, ultimately will get their licensed clinical social work license um, after they complete um, the, the requirements for CSWA. And LCSWs, licensed clinical social workers, they really have specialized clinical knowledge and advanced clinical skills for assessment, diagnosis, treatment of mental, uh, emotional, behavioral disorders. Uh, So they are often uh, employed by hospitals, uh, health clinics to, um, to really focus in on mental illness, emotional and behavioral uh, disturbances. Um, and they, they perform a lot of functions in hospitals, medical clinics, and, and other, other clinics that um, serve this uh, really needy population. We also um, have two non-clinical license types, uh, registered baccalaureate social worker and licensed master of social work. Um, but I think the focus um, really uh, in terms of the backlog is on the um, CSWA, the Clinical Social Work Associate, and the licensed clinical social worker, the LCSW. Nathan Smith, my understanding is that you moved to Oregon from Indiana. When did you first apply to get your your license transfer, to to get um, an Oregon license? It was actually at the beginning of May. Uh, we had started to kind of have a conversation about coming out here. And I'm currently licensed in the state of Indiana as well as the state of Tennessee at that point. So I know as far as licensure goes, 
um, there is a need to go ahead and try to get that done as soon as possible, get the ball rolling, because you never really know how long it's going to take. I think for Indiana, it took me about a week turnaround from the time I passed the clinical exam until I was granted my license. Um, Tennessee is a state of reciprocity. They looked at all of my credentialing and I had to do a background check, which is pretty standard, but they, they had me credentialed as a independently practicing licensed clinical social worker within a month's time. So I started the process beginning of May, knowing that I was going to be coming out here. Okay. But your previous experience in two different states was first just one week in Indiana and then with reciprocity and the paperwork took about a month. What's the process that you had to go through for Oregon? Oh, goodness. Well, um, in June, when I decided that I was coming out for sure, I called the licensing board and just was checking in to make sure if there was anything that needed to be done. And I spoke to a young lady who informed me that she was the only person that was in charge of, of processing all the clinical licensure applications. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to come out there for a job and I want to be able to know that I can work. And so, and she told me very, very matter of factly, and I understood, oh, I just can't pull your application out of the pile and put you ahead of everyone because that wouldn't be fair. And I'm thinking, no, that's correct. But I never got an application number. I never was notified about where my application was in the process. And then in July, after I had moved out here, I had spoken with a, a woman at the uh, Oregon Licensure Board who answered the phone, said that the person who normally did the applications was on vacation, so no application materials was being done. And I'm a solution-focused kind of person in therapy and in life, and I, if I come to a situation, I'm a problem. I'm going to try to find a solution and present that with it to be like, I thought about this, you know, and I had mentioned, you know, why not just harebrained idea, get social workers that are clinically licensed in Oregon that have been 10 plus years, get them to volunteer and give them some continuing education credits that we're all required to have our license, get them to come in on a Saturday and help you sort through just the licensure of the people that were licensed in other states. If you need to go specifically through the ones that are newly granted for, you know, just passed their clinical exam and need to be licensed, that's a different thing. But for those of us that are already licensed and have been practicing for several years, it just seemed like that would streamline the process. And she told me that unfortunately that that wasn't um, something that, that would be able to be done because the process of, of hand grading the test that goes with the application causes the process to be longer and that um, the training process for that role would take about three months. So, um, I was getting, because I work for a nonprofit, um, I go through CACQ, I believe, or CAHQ, but it's a credentialing so, to make sure my license is current and that I'm able to, they're able to bill Medicare and Medicaid for my services. And I was getting notifications from them that I was not in compliance because I didn't have my license in Oregon to practice and trying to communicate that with them and say, I'm doing everything I can. I promise you, I'm making the phone calls, but I, I've made my supervisors aware there's nothing I can do. So there was were a period of time. Even, that, so, so you were, could you be hired legally in Oregon to do the job that, that you had accepted without the, 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 the license having been approved. I, and, and Oregon is, is a state where I, I've done my research on this. They do uh, QMHPs, and that kind of covers um, a lot of people that are either, you know, on the track for licensure or have maybe the, the, the associate licensure and they're getting clinically licensed to practice independently. So there's a QMHP component. Um, for me, I, it, it affected my pay greatly. Um, as soon as I got licensed, that was another thing. I, I was looking at a very substantial increase in my pay 
pay. And there was nothing that I could do about that. So I went about four months before I got my pay upgraded. Um, and I had said to my supervisor at the job that I have that had I waited to take the position until I was clinically licensed, I wouldn't have started until September. So I, I applied in May and then in September, my license was granted. So if, and I came out here in July thinking that, you know, I was just going to roll with the punches and see where it went, not thinking that it would ever have taken as long as it did for me. And when I got it, it was kind of anticlimactic because I thought about it and I was like, there's so many other people that just give up, that just try and give up and, you know, don't pursue it. I did. Cause I was already out here. Me and my three dogs were, we'd already made the move and invested the money. So we were here. So we just kind of had to grin and bear it for a bit. Lou Savage, what is the current wait time? Uh, what's your estimate in terms of applications to be processed? As you know, as we just heard from Nathan, it was five months for him. Yeah, well, let me yeah, let me give you a little bit more background as as well. Um, so there are currently over eight thousand um, social workers in Oregon. Um, actually, kind of the the exact number is 8,255. Just to be clear, that's 8,000 of the, the, the two licensed versions of being a social worker in Oregon, no, right? No, there, the, there are others. The, the, no, the, uh, no the, this is the, this is the all, all oh, Every single one, okay. Yeah, but, but um, most of them are uh, either um, the uh, CSWAs or the Clinical Social Work Associates or the LCSWs. Those, that's the bulk of those folks. Um, so, um, so it's a lot, large number of folks. Um, we currently um, have a staff on the licensing side of uh, three and a half, uh, three and a half people. Um, so um, it does not take much to at this point. It, it has not taken much to kind of get the the licensing backlog underwater. Um, and um, I will, I will tell you kind of what what happened back in 2022 because I think it's it's useful to know this. Um, so um, back in 2022, when the legislature recognized that there was a um, a real problem with the number of social workers um, available in Oregon, you know the work the number of uh, folks in the workforce, um, the legislature authorized a fee waiver um, for. Um, for licensure. Um, the result of that um, was um, a, a large number of applicants um, and particularly a large number of applicants from out of state. Um, so um, it, last year um, at this time, there were uh, 292 out of state licenses, license applications. This year, 2023, there are 886, so that's a, what almost a three, three, three times uh, the number, um, and so that that has helped to overwhelm the system. Uh, let um, me make sure I understand that correctly. You're saying that that hunt, that many more people came to Oregon or decided to move here just because of uh, the, the reduction uh, or the elimination of the fee. Well, no, they it's, didn't. It's, it's such a it's such a big life decision, and we're talking about well, a couple no, no, hundred no. dollars. It, 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 they didn't have to move here. Um, they they could do no. They they could do telework. Oh, could, that makes yeah, a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They didn't all move here. They they were able to do uh, telehealth, um, and so it, this increased dramatically. 
um, as, as a result of, of um, House Bill uh, 4071. Um, I mean, it was a good thing to do, but it increased the applications dramatically. The, the other thing that happened internally, um, uh, so we, we had, had a staff of three doing licensure. Um, one of those folks left uh, last August, a year ago, August, uh, actually we were in August 22, um, and um, that position didn't get filled for five months. Um, so the combination of the increase in out-of-state licensure um, and the decrease in staff really uh, overwhelmed the system. If I could just speed things up, because we have a minute and a half left for the show for this week. Um, what is the backlog right now? And, and what are your plans to uh, going forward to actually streamline the entire process? Absolutely. So we, we have done triage. Um, particularly for the CSWA applications, because those are the folks who have come, come out of school and need employment right away. And the uh, health system really needs those folks in the system. Um, we have gone from uh, 219 uh, backlog in, in August uh, to 111 uh, as of today. Uh, we've reduced uh, the wait time from 115 in August to uh, 50, 56 uh, today. We are um, also working with our uh, provider on, on uh, systems upgrades so that the application process is, is quicker. And we've brought in new staff. We've brought in additional staff, which is helping to reduce that backlog. And we're really confident that by the end of the year, um, we will be significantly caught up with that backlog. Um, it's just, it's taken a while, but I think uh, the combination of in increased resources, doing some triage, and working on our system upgrades is really going to improve the process. Lou Savage and Nathan Smith, thanks very much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Nathan Smith is a licensed clinical social worker who now lives in Oregon. Lou Savage is interim director of the Oregon Board of Licensed Social Workers. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC this week. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great weekend. Out Loud is supported by Stephen Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Michael, Kristen, Andrew Kern, and Anna Sanford, 